Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Joe McCormick, and this is The Artifact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, focusing on particular objects, ideas, and moments in time. The Sun orbits the center of the Milky Way galaxy roughly once every 230 million years. Given this measure, it was roughly one galactic year ago that a reptile clade we now know as the dinosaurs first appeared in the fossil record. And if you go one galactic year before that, the Eurypterid predator Pentacopterus a type of giant sea scorpion of the Ordovician waters, was one of the most fearsome animals on Earth. Within that galactic orbit, you can zoom down into smaller frames of satellite time. Of course, our planet orbits the sun every 365 and one quarter Earth days. And then, of course, the moon orbits the Earth in a little over 27 days. But then you hit a wall where you have to ask a question. Is that as far down as natural orbital frames go? Can the moon of a planet have a smaller moon of its own? In a paper published in 2019 in Monthly Notices of the Royal Astronomical Society, astronomers Juna A. Kohlmeyer and Sean M. Raymond address exactly this question. Can moons have their own moons? And if so, where are they? The answer to this first question depends on how you frame it. 
To start off with, we have to clarify what we mean by moon. To count as a moon, an object in orbit around a planet or moon needs to be a natural satellite. As of this recording, NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter is in orbit around Earth's moon right now, but nobody would call this vehicle a moon. In addition to being natural, a moon should really be at least semi-permanent. At any given time, Earth could potentially be orbited by a number of tiny natural satellites in addition to the moon. One recent example is an object called 2020 CD3, a dim near-Earth asteroid, probably a little smaller than a car, which was discovered orbiting Earth in February 2020, and which has since been flung out of orbit and sent on its way. This is not the first temporary captured orbiter in Earth's history, and it won't be the last, but it's hard to call it a moon. So if we confine our question to large natural satellites that stick around for millions or billions of years, like Earth's moon, can moons have their own? According to the modeling done by Kohlmeier and Raymond, the answer is yes. But in order to have its own submoon, a moon has two major hurdles to clear. It needs to be large, and it needs to be pretty far out from its host planet. The main reason for these requirements is the influence of tidal forces from the host planet. Tidal forces refer to a process where the host planet causes stretching and deformation of the moon or submoon through the influence of its gravity. Tidal forces from Jupiter, for example, are the cause of the internal stretching and friction that heats up the core of Io, the innermost of the Galilean moons, and drives volcanic eruptions on Io's surface. In the case of submoon retention, the authors of the 2019 paper showed that if a moon is too close to its host planet, any potential submoons in orbit around it will experience too much interference from tidal forces, which will eventually destabilize the orbit of the submoon, causing it to fly off into space or crash down into its host. Now an obvious question is, do any moons in our solar system meet the criteria to host a submoon? Actually, yes. Jupiter's moon Callisto, Saturn's moon Iapetus, and our moon, the moon of Earth. So if these moons are technically capable of supporting submoons, where are they? We can't know for sure, but the authors speculate about likely reasons that if these moons ever had submoons, they would no longer exist today. In the case of Callisto, it's worth remembering that Jupiter has a lot of relatively large moons, and it seems likely that the gravitational interference posed by the other Galilean moons would reduce Callisto's stable submoon sphere to nothing. There's just too much going on in the neighborhood. In the case of Earth, the best theory of our moon's origin is that it was created 4.5 billion years ago when an object about the size of Mars literally collided with the young planet Earth. This colossal impact threw a large chunk of Earth's mass off into orbit around our planet, and this mass eventually coalesced and became the moon. But the young moon was really close, only a few Earth radii, or something like 20 to 25,000 kilometers away. It's been retreating ever since. Today, the moon is still edging away from the Earth at a rate of about 4 centimeters every year. But at the time when the young moon could have captured a sub-moon of its own, it wouldn't have had the distance it needed. 
Saturn's moon Iapetus might be the most interesting case. The most notable feature on the surface of Iapetus is its creepy equatorial ridge, a ring of mountains wrapped like a belt around the midsection of the icy moon. When I see these peaks, I imagine the spine of some ice-encrusted Gigaresque monster poking up through the skin of its back. One possible explanation among several for the equatorial ridge of Iapetus today is that it is the scattered flesh of an obliterated ancient submoon. In fact, this would be consistent with a hypothesis argued by Andrew J. Dombard, Andrew F. Chang, William B. McKinnon, and Jonathan P. K. in a 2012 paper published in the Journal of Geophysical Research, Planets. The authors of this paper write, quote, We expand upon our previous proposal that the ridge ultimately formed from an ancient giant impact that produced a subsatellite around Iapetus. The orbit of this subsatellite would then decay once Iapetus itself had despun due to tides raised by Saturn until tidal forces from Iapetus tore the subsatellite apart. The resultant debris formed a transient ring around Iapetus, the material of which rained down on the surface to build the ridge. And I love that image of the ring falling down to the surface of the moon. But finally I wanted to ask, to continue the logic we started with, can a submoon have its own sub-submoon? Actually, yes, but, as you might guess, each orbital level you descend, the maximum size of the object goes down. And given the size of the planets in our solar system, and thus the maximum size of moons that can orbit them, and thus the maximum size of submoons that can orbit the moons, it's not likely that our solar system could have a sub-submoon bigger than about a kilometer wide. But I'd take it. Tune in to new editions of The Artifact every Wednesday, hosted either by Robert or by myself. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. 
Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.